Isaiah chapter 18, verse 1. Ho, land shadowed with wings that is beyond the rivers of Cush. The Lord is speaking to Ethiopia. Cush is a name synonymous with Ethiopia in the Old Testament. The rivers of Cush are there. It's a lush, beautiful land. Today, Ethiopia is stricken with lots of drought because governments create drought for the people. We even have that on the west coast of America. The state governments are creating drought. But originally, Ethiopia was a very lush land with rivers and valleys. When it says shadowed with wings, it means the wings of insects that hover around the rivers of Cush. 2. That is sending by sea ambassadors, even with implements of reed, on the face of the waters. Go, ye light messengers, unto a nation drawn out and peeled, unto a people fearful from its beginning and onwards, a nation meeting out by line and treading down, whose land floods have spoiled. This is a prophecy of Isaiah against Ethiopia, but it isn't going to say that the Lord will attack Ethiopia, but it's saying that he does not want the people of Judah to make an alliance with Ethiopia. Ethiopia was the first nation in Africa to have Jews in it, and in Isaiah's time it was a very strong and mighty nation. Evidently, the line of Judah through Solomon had some marriages with the people of Ethiopia. And from that time, there were always Jews who were Judaites living in Ethiopia. That's why Ethiopians actually are in Israel today. They are from the tribe of Judah. Judah would have naturally wanted to align with Ethiopia and ask Ethiopia to fight with them against the other Israelites. And in this chapter, the Lord is going to warn Judah not to fight with Ethiopia. And it says the people of Ethiopia are tall and they have very smooth skin. And it's true that a lot of Africans have extremely smooth skin. Today, the Ethiopians are not the tallest people in Africa, but evidently when Isaiah was alive, they were very tall. So it's saying they're going to send ambassadors up the river to go and ask you if they can fight with you, and I want you to turn them down and say no. 3. All ye inhabitants of the world, and ye dwellers of earth, at the lifting up of an ensign on hills ye look, and at the blowing of a trumpet ye hear. The Lord says to the whole world, When you hear the trumpet blow, and when you see the banner of an army, you look at it. 4. For thus said Jehovah unto me, I rest and I look on my settled place, as a clear heat on an herb, as a thick cloud of dew in the heat of harvest. The Lord is saying he doesn't need help from the Ethiopians. Even if it's offered in a friendly way, he's going to show how great he is by sustaining the tribe of Judah all on his own. That way the Ethiopians won't take credit, and the people of Judah won't take credit either for being able to fight with their friends. The Lord always causes his people to be as weak as possible, because that way we won't take credit for anything that happens in our lives. When he works his miracle, we can never think that we did it on our own. 
he's going to rest as he fights. It's kind of like saying he's going to fight for Judah leaning back resting in his armchair. It's similar to saying that you're going to fight a battle with one arm tied behind your back. 5. For before harvest, when the flower is perfect, and the bloom is producing unripe fruit, then hath one cut the sprigs with pruning hooks, and the branches he hath turned aside cut down. The Lord says you always prune early in the spring, long before harvest. And he says, I'm going to prune Israel in the springtime. And he's going to prune the Assyrian army so that they cannot triumph over Judah. 6. They are left together to the ravenous fowl of the mountains and to the beast of the earth, and summered on them hath the ravenous fowl, and every beast of the earth wintereth on them. He's going to have so many dead Syrians laying out in the wilderness that they're going to get eaten by wild animals. The birds are going to feed off of their bodies in the summer, and the four-legged beasts are going to feed off of them in the winter. Those beasts will probably eat their bones or something. But he's going to use the Syrian army as food for wild animals. 7. At that time brought is a present to Jehovah of hosts, a nation drawn out and peeled, even of a people fearful from the beginning hitherto, a nation metting out by line, and treading down, whose land floods have spoiled, unto the place of the name of Jehovah, of hosts, Mount Zion. Ethiopia is going to bring a gift to the Lord all the way to Jerusalem. And he uses the same definition of Ethiopia at the end of the chapter that he used in the beginning, so it's very poetic. They're tall, they have very smooth skin, and they come from a land of rivers where there are constant floods. And they're a mighty people, very fearful. This comes true after Jesus was resurrected because the Ethiopian Jew met Philip in the book of Acts in the New Testament. And that was when Ethiopia learned about Jesus Christ. Philip told the gospel to the Ethiopian Jew and baptized him. And then that Jew went back home to Ethiopia and spread the gospel to everybody there. So Ethiopia became not only the first nation in Africa to be full of Jews, but then during the time of the apostles in the book of Acts, Ethiopia became the first African nation to become Christians and follow Jesus. And to this day, Ethiopian Jews are also Christians. So the Ethiopian Jews who went back to Israel, they're not very popular because they do believe in Jesus and most other Jews in Israel do not. And those Ethiopians did bring a gift back to Jerusalem. It's the gift of faith. And that concludes Isaiah chapter 18.